Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our show. Today we discuss about analytics and personalization, how you can personalize your message, because in marketing, it's a must-have. You can't go ahead with uh, templates, uh, old-fashioned techniques, obsolete techniques, because today personalization is key. Uh, Customers have no time to consume all content online, so I'm excited to discuss this topic with Matthias Betak. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you, Anatoly. Thank you for having me. Yeah, big pleasure. I want to learn more about that because I know I'm struggling with that as well. Uh, Every single day I need to personalize to improve customer experience, uh, user's experience, uh, Google, LinkedIn, any platforms usually pay a lot of attention with that. So yeah, uh, I think uh, we need to do it. Before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background and why you decided to pay uh, a lot of attention with that. All right. Uh, Yeah, I have been in the basically in the analytics business since uh, mid 2000s. I once was uh, in in a bigger pharma company, started as a webmaster. From there, I got into web analytics at that time. And uh, I I started to really pivot uh, uh, any kind of success metrics from there. In the early days, that was not very common that you actually took a look at the measures, uh, especially not in uh, in a business which was not directly correlated with an online shop. But mm-hmm. those were always looking how big is the funnel on top and and, and what's the conversion. Mm-hmm. Um, pharma was different at that time. From that, I uh, went on after a couple of years in a global role. Um, I worked for Symphonic, a US-based uh, digital analytics at that time already named digital analytics consultancy in the US, though I was the first so-called satellite in Berlin, where I'm still based. Um, I did that a couple of years. I was then doing my own business with a partner um, in the consultancy. Why does digital analytics consultancy usually more strategic level, how to build up organizations? Um, Also, of course, uh, tool comparisons, pitch consultancy, consultancy, tech stack recommendations, but a lot came along with processes and organizational issues. Um, and since a couple of years, I'm with Otoscope, uh, Cologne-based uh, software, uh, which does personalization. I will explain how. And in the meantime, I was also a conference organizer, but uh, a little pandemic came in between, so I had to stop that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got it, got it. Uh, you know, I'm curious about... Uh... One thing, uh, why so many great marketers are in Berlin? Can you tell? <laughs> because, you know, oh. when I check out content online, <laughs> Brian did many others. Just tell about that. Why? why, I, why I, don't, I don't really know. I mean, we have heaps of anything in Berlin. Um, I, I, I wouldn't, from my perspective, I wouldn't say that all good marketers in Berlin because there are quite a few others uh, in, in other German cities. And also marketing-wise, I wouldn't say Berlin is the capital but that may be a subjective uh, uh, perspective. And especially Berlin is close to be 4 million inhabitants. So there's there's place for everyone, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I don't want to tell that uh, other marketers are bad because they are not outside. Uh, yeah, they're but not a lot, Berlin. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, I mean, there was a strong move. Like in the, in the 15 years ago or so, Berlin was still the capital of Germany, but uh, companies which haven't been founded newly usually were located somewhere else berlin was not in uh, especially not was not meanwhile it has changed but it was not uh, 
so to speak, an online um, uh, hub in the uh, 10, 15 years ago. And then so many startups came to Berlin and many uh, established companies moved the headquarter into Berlin or at least put a part of the headquarter in Berlin. And often that was marketing. And maybe that explains why there was a shift from all the different other cities to Berlin, also in that, uh, with respect uh, to that regard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, got it, got it. That's great to have a lot of marketers to learn from them. For me, it doesn't matter where they uh, are located, but yeah, I can see that many are great marketers in Berlin. Yeah, that's great. Okay, uh, can you tell where to start to learn more about analytics today? Because we have a bunch of different tools, uh, Google Analytics, many others. Uh, just tell, uh, for example, if someone want to learn more about analytics to personalize their message, where to start? Oh, good point. I mean, this is a little bit like explaining math where to start. Um, mm -hmm. It's it's complicated analytics, and at the same time, there are, there are different angles to start with, right? Um, my credo is analytics start from inside to outside. So look at first party data first. Look at your own stuff, and then you 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 look at the the other traffic drivers. And analytics can be a lot of different things. You can be an analytics expert in attribution only on display marketing, and that will be enough for a lifetime. Uh, you can do an on-site analytics person just to do product analytics on a, on a, on a big e-commerce website. Um, what I would consider is never starting with a tool. Of course, you will start with a tool at some <laughs> point, but it's not about the tool. It's really about the methodology and the way of thinking. Um, I can encourage anyone to go to um, meetups, uh, conferences uh, in the digital analytics space where I come from, and that is also kind of overlapping with some parts of uh, um, data science, which is a different approach partly. Um, and, 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 and in my time, there were a lot, actually only analysts who didn't learn this because that was not a job before. So they were, I was a nurse, for instance, in my first mm -hmm. life. I, I knew people who were uh, mushroom uh, Scientologists or, or uh, uh, parachute divers or whatnot who ended up in analytics for any reason. So it was a great time for to meet people from different areas and to have different uh, 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 influencing factors. There is a digital analytics association, mainly in the US, but it's a global one. That is a, a point to contact. Um, it may be that you have analytics meetups, um, evening events in your city, uh, stuff like the Measure Camp, for instance, or um, different different parts. So that's something to start with. Um, generally, if you're in the analytics, don't focus too much on a tool and a certain function. Focus on how it works, ask questions, and doubt a lot because you said there are a lot of great marketers, but marketers sometimes also talk very bold. So not everything which is called AI is actually AI. Sometimes it's a simple lookup. Um, and and that, that mindset, I think, is important uh, for people in analytics, um, either when they become uh, uh, analytics from a, a very technical perspective or in the middle management or even a strategist in analytics who never, ever uh, pushes the button anymore, uh, but he needs to know what what to do and how to do stuff. Yeah, love it, love it. You know, you remind me a few uh, marketing books. When 
SEO of big companies usually go to the customers, spend time with them, uh, learn from them, and they don't rely a lot on uh, tools. Yeah, we, we have great tools, but I'm not sure it's a good idea just to rely on tools because they share average data. You can't get exact uh, data uh, from tools uh, that uh, if you want to relate with your uh, customers uh, to learn from them. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's important. Yeah, love it, love it. Oh, absolutely, okay. and it's yeah. You, you said, and there's a, a big trend between make or buy, right? Mm -hmm. You can buy a tool; it's all set. And I, I would assume that seventy or ninety percent, even of the license, is actually the user interface because that's the most complicated thing to do and to maintain over time. Mm -hmm. um, and, you, and, and if the GUI looks good, you don't even see if that's a rotten kernel behind it. I mean, you get a glance, but um, so there is a shift for let's say high-end analytics to really have their own assets under control. And that often means you will use some part of tools, but you will also develop your own stuff. Or you, 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 you don't pay so much attention about how a tool looks like from a user interface because you use the, the underlining functions and you may um, control it in a different way. So mm -hmm. I think in, in advanced analytics, there was a strong trend towards making your own solution and there's also hybrids because there are quite quite powerful also open source tools out there which can be combined with different other factors and that makes the big power but there is no silver bullet because every business and every organization is different and so you need yeah. to find the the most suitable approach you know i think the era of lazy marketers is that Today, if you want to get results, you need to spend time to learn data uh, and combine with tools. Can you tell, for example, uh, if I get data, how to uh, choose priorities? Because, for example, if I have so much data and I don't know which one to use, how to choose priorities, because um, uh, many companies have limited resources. I think all companies have limited resources. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> create content. The whole planet is limited. I mean, yeah. Um, uh, oh, that's a good question. I don't think that the volume or the size of the the the, 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 the big data doesn't afraid, uh, doesn't scare us anymore it can mm -hmm. be any big right there are tools who can deal with it of course if it's too big for the respective tool basically a database application because you do queries which are crunching too many numbers for that technology then you will just have idle time and and and, and that will annoy you heavily um so the amount of data is less a problem um, with the right infrastructure, it's more, which is the data you're looking at? What is the goal? What do you want to find out? The most difficult stuff probably is to look at a data set, let's say e-commerce, and you have all kinds of traffic channels, you have all kinds of visitors and visits and, and, and back and forth and bounces and product views and whatnot. What, what are you looking for? Do you want to find some insights just by finding the needle in the haystack? Oh. Mm -hmm. That is very unlikely. So either you need automatisms, which can throw you out any kind of alerts, uh, peaks or lows or whatever might be of interest. Um, or you have very concrete questions because yesterday was a 10% traffic peak, but by any reason, a 5% low in conversion. So was it invaluable traffic? Was anything else wrong? And stuff like that. Saying this, this is all backward analytics. It's all data until now mostly until yesterday, which I'm looking up to find any kind of results or just to measure out if the constant line is, is ongoingly fine and so on and so forth. The more valuable analytics, assuming you have set up a running business, is more 
predictive, um, preventing stuff, uh, and finding hidden nuggets, as we say, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and that is nothing which, it's not only a creative job, certainly not, because you can you can come up with millions of teasers and, and each one is void, right? Mm -hmm. and, and at the same time, you miss the right point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, got it. Valuable. Uh, can you tell how to create uh, the right content strategy uh, when we uh, get data, uh, a lot of data, we filtered out some uh, stuff that we don't need to use? And yeah, uh, how to create this strategy? Because, you know, um, uh, let me explain why uh, I want to ask about that. Because I, I often see when uh, companies usually open keyword research tools, find uh, a list of keywords with high volume, and then uh, trying to create content for all these topics, or uh, even uh, trying to cover uh, high volume keywords that are overwhelmed, overpriced, you know, with huge competition, uh, many big companies there, Wikipedia, Amazon, many others. So how to create this uh, content strategy that will provide results in the future? Because you mentioned a few times about uh, forecasting data, about for, uh, what kind of results yeah. we can get. So what? it's a very good question. And I think it's, it's a very human thinking of having segments and kind of serving them. But if you do this in a manual way, right, or by single resources, let's say, this guy cares about segment A and she cares about segment B and she and, and you have, I don't know, only 500 segments. That is a ridiculous amount of work. It can't work, right? So mm -hmm. you need some automatism. Uh, prediction is basically a bet. I look mm -hmm. up in the past what happened there. I consider this as a likely given for the next one who comes, right? Mm -hmm. Or the next happening, whatever it is. And if that happens... I use the historical uh, lessons, so to speak, to, to kind of feed what I think is most um, likely convert. That is mm -hmm. a content strategy, roughly speaking, without manually saying he gets a story about dolphins and he gets a story about elephants and he gets a story about monkeys uh, or she. Um, but rather you have millions of pieces and the question is how to sort it. Because mm -hmm. you will not create every day new content just because you feel like a segment needs new content. You're doing that anyway as a, as a business, if it's about content, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Product descriptions is content as well. Uh, uh, little videos can be content. Actually, even product lists can be content. Because for me, technically, content is a list with IDs. And whatever mm -hmm. contains an ID can be sorted. And whatever mm -hmm. contains an ID can also be looked up. How did that ID work out? for these kind of visits, for this segment, in that situation, et cetera, et cetera. And by doing this, and hopefully automated, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, you, you'll, you'll get an idea. So um, I, I can explain a little more how we do this in detail, but that would be my answer as a more or less technical person, because I'm not a content creator. I will not say mm -hmm. that elephant is better than dolphins to attract people. That's not my job. Right. I look <laughs> at the values to figure out, well, you should rather present dolphins to these segments and elephants to the other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, valuable, interesting about that. Uh, can you tell more about personalization? How to personalize message today uh, if we create content yeah. uh, and trying to achieve customers? About more about personalization. I think I think that well, I, I could turn the table and ask you what do you think is personalization? Maybe that's a good question because then I will answer what I think it is because I think there are quite different variations mm -hmm. of definitions. Yeah, I think uh, for me, personalization, when I open landing page or any website and I can get 
content that was uh, written for me, you know, uh, with my style, like, for example, if I want to get friendly style, then uh, that was written in friendly manner. If we open government websites, that means uh, that means to need uh, like to be official, you know, uh, formal style. Or, for example, if I open content uh, and I'm looking, uh, let's imagine weight loss supplements, that means I'm not interested to get weight loss uh, reviews, weight loss, uh, how to lose weight for uh, two, two months. Uh, yeah, I need supplements because I've learned about how to lose weight so yeah uh, just uh, how to personalize message uh, because most customers are impatient they usually open content and leave for a few seconds you know because yeah. they uh, don't get what they want to get <laughs> okay that's a good definition um uh, great i mean it's 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 totally valid there is no wrong or false here uh, or right um it it opens a few questions for me one is how should any kind of tool or website talking about websites? I mean, I don't, I don't mind if it's a different thing or if it's an app or basically it's, I don't know, an internet ready device, right? Uh, which, mm -hmm. which is, which is able to connect and to present stuff. Um, as long as you're not logged in into anything, mm -hmm. the tool cannot know who you are. Yeah. If I know Anatoly likes dolphins rather than elephants. That's easy mm -hmm. if you go to Facebook or to Amazon or something which is login by standard. But if you go to your favorite web shop or to your favorite newspaper, how should they know before you log in? So there are two ways of personalization. One is a, what I call the personal personalization. That's really based on my de personal desires and there need to be some kind of access into my profile or into some kind of interest and something which is dongled to my name or to my email or to my user ID. That happens mm -hmm. with cookie recognition, possibly, um, and with logins and, and with other forms of recognition. But if that doesn't happen, and in e-commerce, you have roughly 60 to 80% of the incoming traffic, which is at the first click unknown. You just don't know nothing. All you have mm -hmm. is a few session parameters. You probably know the geolocation. You, of course, you know the day and the time of the day. You, you know the referrer. You know the browser and the operating system. That is not more than you have. And that is already enough to do personalization. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and that's an yeah. interest. And I think this is radically underestimated and, and, and way too less done. Because if I have these, and this is how it works uh, with our tool, if I just have your geolocation, your brother, um, uh, your operating system, and day and time, these data points, I can look up. Well, it's actually not a lookup. I can analyze the whole historical data the raw data and find users like you, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Means yeah. they have, even though data points don't say nothing, if you're a white guy or a black guy or a man or a female or a child or a grandpa, but mm -hmm. with these data points, I find already significant peer groups which have been acting similarly. And probably it would be a different peer group between a Monday morning visit and a Saturday afternoon visit. It's not direct. It's by session. And mm -hmm. every moment of that session, every point of that session can be a differentiator. And that can already be personalized. And we see that it works. And we see great uplifts with unknown traffic, which can become known after a few clicks. But you don't want to lose it in between. And by yeah. this, we can, we, we, we can basically, we can engage people because we do direct data activation in the moment it happens not only having 
the information stored and kind of a recipe in mind for the next visit. That's one approach, but that is not real time in terms of data activation towards the user. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I stopped here. Uh, there was a lot of information, so ask. ask yeah, clear. <laughs> I believe, I believe, because yeah, any topic, if you want to learn more about that, yeah, it's better to spend so much time, like a few days. For example, if I uh, wanna uh, cover new niche, uh, and before uh, hiring someone or delegating this task, I usually uh, learn. Uh, myself like a few days uh, even uh, for my clients for example if they want to uh, get seo results i i tell them if you learn a little bit more about seo like a few days you can get much uh, we can get together much higher results because you know uh, if they don't understand what they want to uh, uh, what kind of traffic they want to get. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's hard to get high results for example uh, it's the same like i don't know to to learn uh, french Let's imagine French. If uh, people don't understand uh, why they need to learn French, how to learn it, uh, any coach can help. Any mentor can uh, lead them in the right direction. It's the same with, uh, I don't know, like to lose weight. If you want to lose weight, so you need to understand why you need to eat right, why you need to train, why you need to sleep, many other stuff. So yeah, I you can uh, you can just follow the recipe and be and and stay silly, and it may work. Um, but mm -hmm. I get your point. Usually you should do this because you know why. And that makes intelligence because once you have understood why it is, you can actually change the recipe towards your needs. Otherwise, yeah, you will yeah. just follow the the line like uh, yeah, like a machine. Uh, that's not very <laughs> yeah. intelligent. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly about that. Uh, I found on your LinkedIn profile uh, your main focus, digital web analytics and data integration. Can you tell more about data integration? How to integrate data today? Uh, oh, that, but, but I mean, yeah, <laughs> data integration in web analytics was kind of uh, coming second because, first of mm -hmm. all, the plain data was the web analytics data. Then came mm -hmm. data integration because you started to mix these data with CRM data, um, with product data, uh, with maybe even with weather data or with event calendars or whatnot to figure out what, what factors are driving these. Um, mm -hmm. Data integration leads to business intelligence, how it's called, right? Um, technology stack. So you have uh, an MPI is, in, is, is, is decades older than web analytics. For I mean, that, that's a quite established uh, uh, discipline and they, they managed to do data integration for a while. Meanwhile, it's more like, first of all, we're talking about stream data. So data is coming in all the time, mm -hmm. every second, and actually a lot of data every second. Um, so the pace is much uh, uh, stronger. And at the same time, the noise is bigger because if you go look into digital analytics, you have a lot of bounces and, and human behavior, clicking forth and back and forth and back and back and forth, um, visiting the same page 15 times again. Why not doing it immediately? So there's a lot of noise which you need to reduce. Um, and data integration is basically, it's not a big deal. You need different, oh, a big database with so to speak, different uh, uh, BIMs for the different data mm -hmm. parts. Um, the more interesting and complicated part is how to combine it. So you need a key mm -hmm. for data integration. Otherwise, it would be in parallel and not be uh, together. So speaking about web analytics data and I have session IDs, I probably want to, to connect these session IDs to the product IDs, which were ordered. So I get a better mm -hmm. idea how that was distributed, one idea. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, got it. Right. Uh, Sometimes it's only a timestamp. Yeah. If you look at weather data, you have a timestamp and you correlate this to what happened on site and you look if this is significant or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more thing I found on your LinkedIn profile. Um, uh, I, I want to ask some questions that people uh, are asking me all the time uh, about customer's journey. For example, uh, uh, I often see when businesses can convert traffic, but it doesn't sell, you know, just uh, without any sales results. Can you tell about uh, customer journey? For example, how to create content strategy uh, to consider mm-hmm. your customer journey? And uh, do we need to create uh, uh, all type of content? Uh, let, let's take again uh, weight loss. Um, uh, uh, or another example, uh, SEO. Let's take uh, SEO because uh, I remember when one speaker told me uh, he doesn't need traffic with SEO. He sells SEO services, but he doesn't want to get this traffic. Uh, with can, can you repeat SEO? ACOs? SEO, uh, search engine optimization. Ah, okay. Yeah. SEO. Yeah. And uh, he, he told me that if I get traffic with SEO, uh, but uh, I only waste my time because uh, they are not my clients. Uh, I provide yeah. SEO services for big companies, uh, a million dollar companies, you know, uh, who can sell a lot. So if I get all this traffic, I just wasted my time. Uh, can you tell about customer's journey? How to yeah. consider customer journey when you uh, gain uh, data and uh, yeah, to create your strategy? So the 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 very end, uh, the very first thing I did uh, in my consultancy time when when mm-hmm. I was in customer journey projects was looking if there are customer journeys at all, because mm-hmm. there are businesses where people buy pretty much on first visit, right? Mm-hmm. Fast moving consumer goods, for instance, you don't have a customer journey like you would have for selling a car or an expensive TV or something like that. It's normal mm-hmm. that usually. Uh, um, an expensive product or a more complex product takes more time between the first thought of thinking of it to actually purchasing it, right? So if there is no customer journey, why bother? If 80% of your clients are buying on first visit, skip it, right? That's Mm -hmm. the fast part. If that happens, usually it's a little different and you have customer journeys like crazy with 117 repeating visits before purchase happens in average. Uh, you even have repeating visits in the same session time. So consider you're Googling something, you 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 click on a result, uh, on a search result link, you end on the website, uh, you skip the website, you Google again, you click on an ad, you end up on the same website, but it's still in the same 30 minutes for the session time. So it's still considering one, one visit, but you have two touch points or two referrers coming to that. So mm-hmm. the first thing in customer journeys is kind of, uh, drawing a landscape, so to speak, how long are your customer journeys? Probably not an average, but also by segments. So let's say 10% have short ones and, and, and then there's a long tail which distributes that away. Then you look what happens in the customer journeys. And I would very simply model it by first, anything in between and last. Because last is either the last visit, which is, well, well by last I mean actually a purchase, right? Or and anyone who is off the website, everyone who is on the website has had a first visit. And then the question is how much is in between? And mm-hmm. that's the that's kind of the decision-making part, right? The first visit should trigger something and the last visit is, is closing the deal. And in between, if it's one session and one day or 40 and 40 days or, or even longer, that's a journey. Um, I don't have a, um, a plain answer because the journeys look different and it's probably not needed to 
to follow every aspect of a customer journey. But you certainly need to understand that, let's say, average decision time for selling these TVs is 10 days between first contact and purchase. Let's say, I don't know, right? Mm -hmm. Then you don't need to bother these people too much in the first 10 days, right? If you know that after 15 days, uh, the interest will dramatically drop and you will have pretty much no conversions uh, after 15 days of first touch, then probably day 13, 14, and 15 is an important day to remarket like crazy or retarget, right? Mm -hmm. So this is something which I would look, and, and the data tells me, I don't know in advance. Mm -hmm. And of course, if you're, if, you're, if you're in a B2B, that's even more complicated because it assumes that some company wants to buy some, some jet propulsion and how many people have stakes in there and, and how many people at, let's say, Boeing uh, are involved to, and, and so on and so forth. So that's a whole different business. So that's really very different. Let the data speak to you. Look at the map first, which is hopefully a valid and a proper one. And then you start to, to see a, a pass, so to speak, um, maybe having a strategy or at least a tactic first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, valuable. Uh... Okay, I have the question about AI. Uh, what do you think? Uh, uh, do we need to use AI? Because we have two approaches, like uh, classic approach when you uh, talk to your customers, rely on tools, in, uh, I think unite this data and AI that can uh, help to, uh, to get yeah. the right data. Uh, what do you think? Uh, how do we need to use AI today? They are ready uh, because when I check out AI tools, they usually provide, yeah, we can provide all data that you need. Today, you don't need to, uh, to do anything else. What do you think about that? Yeah, um, we, we probably have to start a second podcast just to discuss AI, what is AI and what not, and, and do we need Anytime. it or do we want it. But roughly speaking, I think AI is labeled probably 15 times higher than real AI is in. But mm -hmm. at the same time, AI or especially machine learning has, I mean, you, you can discuss AI. I always say that actually it's artificial uh, silliness rather than mm -hmm. intelligence, because the machine is trying 50 million times. And when it figures, oh, that works, uh, that is not very smart, right? But this is how a machine works. Um, so, okay, taking this apart, <laughs> coming back to AI, as marketers understand it, I think there's a place for it. We actually use it, AI or ML uh, mm -hmm. functions a lot, because otherwise you would not be able to handle that amount of data that fast uh, with, with that scope, right? Mm -hmm. um, Saying that, it doesn't mean that AI will, will, will save us just because it's there, right? There is still a lot of uh, strategical thinking. Sometimes it's a question of, of very, almost every time, I would say, how to feed the data. If you feed mm -hmm. an AI machine a different way, it will be biased by it. And you mm -hmm. see it on all, the, on all the discussions which are out of digital, uh, let, let's say, AI for crime prevention, right? It's kind of reinforcing cliches which were there before. So it's probably making more problems than uh, than solving it. Um, mm -hmm. I, I I still think that AI, from a pure technical perspective, is is a, a way to handle super fast moving, super big data with mm -hmm. very precise conclusions. If they should be applied immediately, that's a different question, right? But mm -hmm. coming back to our ways to personalize um, by kind of individually checking the data points against the data history, that is machine learning and AI, if you want so, uh, which comes up with the optimal sorting based on pure data. 
And of course, you can also weight an AI, which we can do as well. So sometimes you don't want the AI to purely drive out what you want, but you also have some weightings, right? Mm -hmm. Like uh, in e-commerce, it could be that you still want to have a few sales up in the list. Or if someone selects red, he should still see some blue, right? Uh, just to, to try out to, 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 to get rid of certain sales or to push certain brands, which are probably not that common or so. Um, and, 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 and having a balance between a data-driven AI uh, kind of machine result combined with, for instance, marketing campaigns. A marketing campaign is, uh, is made by humans. It's not data-driven. It's because we, we want to sell on Black Friday, <laughs> right? That's, mm -hmm. uh, it's man-made. <laughs> so, and, yeah. and that needs to be combined. And then it can be really powerful. And of course, it's a kind of a red race because the smarter and more elaborated the different tools and, and uh, techniques are, the more um, uh, a little advance which you may have because your company is smarter than the other or dealing smarter uh, will mm -hmm. be will be kept up and so you have to continue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, love it, love it. Uh, okay, I have the question about KPI. Uh, for example, you know when uh, businesses start any journey, they usually build high expectations. You know, oh, I get million sales you know something like this so uh but if you uh can't get such results uh, and your uh, kpi is low what to do uh can you tell more about testing and how to set up the right kpi or forecast the right kpi uh, yeah. for future good question um the <laughs> the simplest way to to optimize a kpi <laughs> is is to lower the base against the kpi so assuming mm -hmm. But that's a trick, right? If, 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 if you lose all your traffic, but you keep all your, 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 your uh, customers, let's say your, mm -hmm. your loyal customers, then you will have mm -hmm. conversion rates like crazy because 90% are buying. Mm -hmm. You lose all the traffic which just visits, doesn't, doesn't like it and goes away. If you talk about real KPI optimization, then we're talking about optimizing on the same base. That's, that's one thing which needs to be done because sometimes... You use brute force. I, I once worked for a, um, a, a bigger, a real big uh, retailer in Germany. And if the competitor came up and was almost even with sales online, they just pushed the wheel a bit. And with pure advertising increase, they doubled mm -hmm. their, their revenue within a year. Just by, but that was cost incentive, right? But that was their way to react fast because that was uh, easier than changing their whole departments and, and ways and tools and, and tech platforms. Um, back to your question, a KPI needs, first of all, to be thought through, not to be a reflection of something which is a bubble, right? Mm -hmm. um, you don't need to have too many KPIs because if, and, and, and especially KPIs need to be aligned by the different departments. If the content department looks like engagement rate in terms of times on site, uh, uh, while the others look at a different KPI, they may they may just uh, talk about different things, right? So that's a, a very important stuff. And KPIs can be also um, you you have different KPIs from operative level than for management level than for C level. C level basically wants to see a black number under the bar. Um, mm -hmm. and so on, and, and, and a total a campaign manager only wants to see the campaign running well, but yeah. the overall e-commerce is a different thing for, for him or her. So um, KPIs, again, it's a big topic. It was long time discussed in the web analytics early days, 
how many, is it three, is it five, is it seven, is it 25? Um, mm -hmm. But that all drives down to having a very clear business goal. And by that goal, KPIs derive from that, not the other way around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I remember when, you know, uh, I started my first uh, Google Ads campaigns, uh, I set up uh, five cents per click. You know, uh, I didn't care about uh, the relevant traffic because uh, this traffic uh, sold a lot. You know, today <laughs> when you have the cost per click like a few dollars, uh, sometimes $20 and even more. You know, yeah, I think it's better to uh, use data you know, to, to find the right clicks you oh, know, and especially clicks. and that exactly and that example is especially uh how to say discussable because if you don't measure but rely on measures from a different tool especially a tool which sells your advertising as well that's more difficult just by I, i'm not saying that somebody wants to lie but if i know where the data comes from and i control it i can trust it when mm -hmm. i have to rely on some data which some uh, service provider gives me, I have to deal with it. Probably I, I just get it as an aggregate. I get a certain conversion rate or so, but I don't know exactly what happens. I cannot experiment and test on it. Um, and I have to deal with it. So that's, mm -hmm. that's kind of a, a downside, uh, especially in the advertising business where you see the result of the advertising, sometimes not in a direct way. For instance, display marketing, no, no question that this has an impact. But how big are the click-through rates? 0.1, 0.15, 0.2 mm -hmm. if you're lucky, right? We actually managed it to get it to 0.4. But mm -hmm. the real power is not the click-through in most cases. The real power is um, top of mind, right? People mm -hmm. remind something. Uh, there are display campaigns which don't even need a landing page because it's just for uh, branding a new, uh, positioning a new brand or branding a new logo or something like that. Um, so you have the so-called post-view conversions. People see something, maybe even unconsciously. They come back in mind a few days later and say, oh, yeah, I've seen that. And then they probably end up as a direct visit or mm -hmm. by search advertising and not more display advertising. But the initial factor was display. And mm -hmm. that's you, you, there is no hard measure to it. The, the post-view measure is difficult, right? But you have a correlation. And you can test it out with different ways to be more and more secure about it. Mm -hmm, good point. Yeah. Uh, okay. I have the question uh, for uh, some part of my audience uh, because um, I have students who wanna learn more about uh, data, who wanna jump on this field to be an expert like you. To, uh, can you tell, uh, for example, if you um, let's imagine you started today without any knowledge skills, uh, what will you do uh, to learn more about data uh, to be an expert uh, in one day? Oh, yeah, the, I don't think you can become an expert in one day. There's no way. Uh, <laughs> you, you can have the enthusiasm, which is great. <laughs> don't give up. <laughs> but you will probably need a few hundred to two thousand days uh, to go there because it's, it's, it's a super fast-moving business, uh, the whole industry. So mm -hmm. uh, I remember when my daughter was born and I took three months off and I came back, I figured like, oh, wow, things have changed, right? It was only three months. The pandemic changed <laughs> even more. Um, Again, I, I can I can encourage people to, or at least the companies as well, um, to especially for well, no, for everyone to have a certain budget for people to to learn, um, uh, to see different perspectives, to go to conferences, to meet others, and also to have the freedom to speak. That doesn't mean that you have to 
violate your NDA, but it helps a lot if people from different companies can talk about the same topic. And that can be mm -hmm. either two, let's say, two people from different uh, retailers talking about how they do their business, but it can also be super interesting and sometimes mind-opening if an analyst from, a, say, an insurancer talks to an analyst from a retailer because they mm -hmm. deal with the same topics, but it, it's a totally different business, right? Mm -hmm. And how do they tackle certain things? Um, and I, basically, I would say exchange as much as you can. Read blogs, engage yourself in discussions, find a local community to catch up. If you're lucky, you can even find a national or an international community because this is mostly related to a travel budget. Mm -hmm. Yeah, love it, love it. Uh, it's a big pleasure to get you on my show, to learn from you. You shared a lot of valuable insights. Tell our audience how they can reach out to you, learn more about you, follow you. Of course. Um, I mean, I have no personal blog. Uh, they can follow me on LinkedIn, but here's better. I mm -hmm. think there's only one. Um, uh, look, usually I'm happy. I, I'm not sure how big your audience is and if I should ask them to write me emails. Uh, that can mm -hmm. be dangerous if it's a few thousands. Um, <laughs> I have I have uh, kind of loose tips. I'm, 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 I'm not sure why I never did that, but I never start into blogging and, and stuff. So I don't have my own resource, which is documented mm -hmm. down there. Uh, I certainly have a lot of tips and, and uh, ideas uh, if people ask me. So feel free to contact me on LinkedIn. Okay, nice. You guys, you can find uh, LinkedIn profile in the description below. Listen to us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Thanks again. You know, it's a big pleasure to get on my show, to learn from you. Welcome back anytime, you know, to share more valuable insights with my audience. And thanks, guys, for listening or watching us. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.